Hey, this is Christine, and you've just tuned in to Christine Talks. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Christine Talks. I am Christine of the Rose and Ring, author duo Lynn and Christine. I'm here to walk you down the path to recovery after discovering your spouse's affair. Even hold your hand if needed. If you want to follow along, please feel free to get copies of The Rose Garden and the Ring and Faith in the Mid Study Guide on our website, www.therosegardenandthering.com or on Amazon or any online bookstore. Please also remember to like, follow, subscribe, and share so that I know that these podcasts are helping. After all, that is the goal. Now enough of all that business stuff, let's get busy with our lesson today. Welcome back to another episode of Christine Talks. I am so glad you're here listening. Our topic today is a really important one. Today we're going to talk about the tools and weapons versus the pain of adultery. They conjure up a whole host of thoughts and devious plans and let's be honest, there are good tools and there are bad tools. When walking with God, we need to make a conscious choice to avoid the pitfalls this world has to offer. This may seem really obvious, but I'm just going to list a few tools now to help you be aware of the bad places we all go. Remember, you're not alone in your thoughts. We all have these thoughts when dealing with adultery. The bad choices are ones like the internet searching that we all do, unfortunately, social media ranting and searching, substance abuse, of course, drugs, alcohol, sleeping pills, anything, anything to help out for the day blackmail and slander although that may be truth remember the other person has innocent family members too that would be hurt by your words i know you don't really care if it hurts maybe the other woman or sometimes even your spouse but they have family too that are innocent good choices might include things like counseling that's in line with your faith Various books like The Rose Garden and the Ring, of course, but there are other books as well. Um, one I really like, like is uh, by Ed Wheat, and it's How to Save Your Marriage Alone. That's a really good one. And the Bible, of course, the Word of God. Music can be a really great tool as well. I really like to listen to songs that are positive and lift me up. And there's sometimes when I'm having a bad day and it's okay just to listen to something sad, something that brings those tears and lets you get it out. That's a good tool because you're not sinning in your sadness. Your pastor, of course, small group Bible studies or Sunday school classes, of course, remember those. And maybe family, if you have a family you can talk to, that's a good thing too. Positive social media groups like the Rose in the Ring 19 on Instagram that are targeted toward infidelity but are not hateful or negative and that that's a big thing you can fall into on social media is getting into these groups that are anti-adultery and anti-infidelity and all that but they're just talk badly about others rather than lifting up supporting and understanding one another those are just a few of the obvious tools and weapons one is in the word right here isaiah 40 29 he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. You know, don't take offense to that weak. You know, we feel weak right now. In your weakness, you can find strength when you walk with Jesus. And let's face it, this is a fight. You're fighting yourself. You're fighting the person who wronged you. And sometimes you're even arguing with God. Ask yourself here, are you fighting with yourself or are you fighting with someone else? 
Let me also read to you 2 Corinthians 10, 4 through 5. It says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Remember that word, strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. See, a stronghold can be a positive or a negative thing. It can be a fortress of walls built up in our mind to keep us safe from harm. But surrounding yourself with God's word is a good stronghold. So putting up walls with your spouse is a bad stronghold. So what are those walls in each scenario made of? Are they truth and strength? Or are they made of bitterness and resentment and pride? And how can you break down those harmful walls? Taking every thought captive is the first step in making a dent in that wall. When we take our thoughts captive, we're identifying our personal barriers and focusing on tearing down those barriers one brick at a time. Imagine a wall and taking each individual thought that we have during the day, allowing that to remove one brick from our wall. To remove that brick or demolish that wall, you need some sort of a weapon. Some of God's weapons are his word, which is our guide, prayer, our communication with him, the Holy Spirit, who's our intercessor, our faith, that God is omnipresent, our hope that God will lead us through this, and love, God's unconditional love for us. The world offers weapons that may be useful, such as, you know, counselors and supporters and the things I listed earlier, but be careful because they don't always have the backing of divine power. The six weapons that I mentioned a minute ago are the word, prayer, Holy Spirit, faith, hope, and God's love. So let's just say you've decided to use a few of uh, God's divine weapons to break down your wall. Well, where does that leave you when the wall is down? Most likely you'll feel vulnerable and unprotected against another emotional attack. Thus, more than not, people choose to keep their walls up to avoid pain. I admit I'm guilty of this. This is where we need to make a choice. Am I going to give this issue to God fully or am I going to keep this issue? What decision are you going to make? You're going to keep your wall? You're going to keep your wall for a little while or you're going to allow God to help you tear it down? Taking down that wall is a step-by-step -step process. It's not something that happens all at once. So don't be afraid that all of a sudden the wall is going to come down and you're going to be exposed to pain and hurt again. It's not like that. It's going to take time and it's going to take practice. So our fight, like we said, is not against flesh and blood or even the wall. It's against the principalities of darkness, right? So I go to the whole armor of God found in Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. What does that mean, you ask? Well, allow me to break it down for you. See, Satan is a fallen angel and therefore a created being. He's not a god or a deity and thus doesn't have the power, strength, or intelligence of a god. So God's armor will cover all the parts Satan tries to attack. So let me go through those right now. The belt of truth, a belt goes around your waist, which was commonly thought to be the seat of emotions. So to guard this area with truth is to protect our emotions with the truths of the Lord and not the lies that are spilled at us each day. The breastplate of righteousness covers the soul, ensuring the protection of the heart. So keeping purity and righteousness in our heart helps us not sin in our anger. And if we do sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to restore us to the righteousness of Christ. 
Keeping our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace allows us to be ready to spread the gospel of forgiveness and love and reconciliation. This always reminds me of those Minutemen and the stories I'd hear of in history class and Paul Revere that you'd hear of when you were younger. It's always being ready to do the work of Christ. The shield of faith defends us against the fiery darts of accusation and false testimony. Our faith becomes the shield and it is a strong defense. The helmet of salvation protects our heads and our thoughts. Being assured of our salvation keeps our thoughts in line with the end of the battle rather than being caught up in the here and now. That's really hard to do, to let our minds not wander. But if we stay focused on our salvation and on Christ, then we can think about the end result rather than, you know, what we're going through right now. So the sword of the spirit is the only offensive weapon listed in the armor. I found that interesting. This is the living and active word of God. And Jesus used it in his battle with Satan in the desert. And we are to use the word as a weapon against all that would speak against us and our mission to walk out this life as the Lord would have us. Finally, that scripture section wraps up with praying in the spirit. You know, that's an open line of communication with the Almighty and is the number one way to stay sane in this insane time. But did you know that because Satan is a created being and not a God, he cannot hear your thoughts or read your mind. He can only watch and respond. So praying in the spirit, in your head and heart, assures us a clear and private conversation with the King of Kings. That's an advantage no one has but those who put their trust in the Lord. So for a quick recap, we have tools and weapons when fighting the pain of adultery. We have good choices and bad choices. And the lines are sometimes blurred, but we just have to stay vigilant to not allow those lines to be blurred in our own lives. Then we have the armor of God, the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And finally, praying in the spirit so that our conversations are private and sure with the God of gods, the King of kings, the Almighty. Let me pray with you now. Lord, as hard as I try to keep order and peace in my home, I feel like I am just a train wreck sometimes. And the more I discover details about my spouse's deception, the more pain I feel in my heart, even though I long for the truth. Holy Spirit, help me to use the resources that you bless me with and open my eyes and heart to your healing. I understand that I'll probably not be rescued for the feelings of anguish, but I am pleading with you to point me toward the truth of the Bible and the things you place in my life for comfort until this storm subsides and your glory is made known. Thank you for being my omnipresent, omniscient, and omnipotent, all-powerful God. Amen. Thank you for listening today. I am truly blessed with the opportunity to speak to you. Again, if you think this video has been helpful or you want to know more, please like, subscribe, and share. Also, you can find helpful daily devos on all of our social media outlets as listed in the comments of this podcast. Our books are available on the website and on all online bookstores, so go to www.therosegardenandthering and grab two, one for you and one to give away to someone in need. And remember, you are not alone. In Jesus' name, bye for now.